With the weather as unpredictable as it is here in Georgia, Scana Energy is the provider I trust to keep my family warm every single winter. So sign up with Scana Energy today and save up to $100. Give them a call, 877-GO-SCANA, or visit scanaenergy.com slash 100 for details. Terms and conditions apply. Are you ready? Yeah. And now it's time for FinCast. Boom shakalaka. Wide receiver and fan favorite Brian Finneran is talking Dirty Bird football. Powered by Scana Energy, the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons. Looking for Finneran who leaps into the air, a touchdown. FinCast starts now. All right, Falcons fans, another season in the books, and it's a disappointing one, but it is the offseason, so that means hope springs eternal here on FinCast, brought to you by Scan Energy. Alongside the great Brian Finneran, BFIN86, I'm Tyler Nelson. BFIN, happy belated birthday, man. Thank you. Birthday was yesterday, yesterday yeah? January 31st. My twin brother and I, Brad. Oh, yeah, happy birthday to Brad, Thank too. you. Yeah, yeah. He's four minutes older than me. He made sure to <laughs> say so happy birthday to little brother. <laughs> so, the big four six. So I don't think it really matters anymore. I guess to get to 50s, I guess. And yeah, I think once you get past 18, it's just every 10 years. Yeah. So 18, 21, and then it's just 30, 40, 50. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> 50 to new 40. So I'm feeling pretty good considering the bumps and bruises I took throughout my playing yeah. career. Well, you don't look a day over 45. Oh, thank so, you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Maybe I'll shave it'll help. Uh, was it a good one, though? Family and stuff? Or it was something? great. Just all family. Just um, hanging out and doing our thing and um, very quiet. Uh, no debaucherous no, party here. No, 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 no. No those, eyes wide shut, masks and everything. No, those days, those <laughs> days are over. All right. Well, uh, happy forty six, Finn. Um, but uh, kind of a busy week around here in terms of, I mean, well, nationally and uh, in here, uh, Thomas Dimitrov was actually in studio with Nick and Chris on sixty the fan this week, mm-hmm. and I, I was sitting at my desk when he walked in, and I thought, what the is Thomas Dimitrov walking right. in here? It even took a second. To, like I know that face. Oh, it's. Dimitrov, okay, uh, I know cool. The, I know that face. I know those frosted tips on the front yeah. of his hair. <laughs> but uh, before we get into that, because it was a good long interview they did, you were at the Hawks game the other night, and the Hawks have been on an unprecedentedly awesome run. And, of course, our friends at Scan Energy are not just the official natural gas provider of the Falcons, but also of the Hawks. you got to love that. <laughs> was, uh, at the game on uh, Sunday afternoon, 1 o'clock against the Lakers, mm-hmm. they took care of business and, and made it happen. Trey and company looked really good. LeBron did not show up and play. He was... I guess load management, lo- right. load managing. He wasn't even in the building, which just bothers me as, yeah, a, as it a teammate. Me too. But but that's basketball anymore these days. So whatever. Trey played great at thirty six points, I think, and a Kongwu had fifteen or sixteen. Came in yeah, with like man. four or five dunks late in that yeah. game. Uh, it's a fun team to watch. The Hawks, a rough start. Defense is getting a little bit better, which they needed to do. And we'll see what happens at the trade deadline in in less than uh, ten days. And uh, see if they want to add anybody, and see if they can make a run to the postseason. Well, I'll uh, I'll agree with what I heard Joe Hamilton say on the locker room this morning that I, I don't think you make trades for trade's sake. I think they've got good depth. They don't have I in in my uh, amateur estimation mm-hmm. the the final piece, you know, uh, exactly that that would set it off. But I I don't think that that's necessarily probably available to us to give away the depth we have just to get a piece. I don't think makes the most sense to me but then we'll again see. i'm we not a, a basketball gm no so. we got a bunch of guys that are six seven six eight six nine that kind of do the same thing right a kongu capella john collins gallinari is a, just a body now kind yeah of, he really is three point specialist ish i guess yep so kevin herter as well so you look at all those guys you think maybe you could package them up but 
It was interesting. It was a fun game to watch. The one thing I didn't like about the game was Trey Young. Trey Young literally had a real – the guy's name is Tony Powers. I think he wears number 25. As an, he's an official. He's official. a referee. Mm-hmm. And Trey did not like not getting a call at one point. Okay. And said something to Tony Powers. And I guess Tony Powers said something about – I've been coaching. I've been doing this longer than you've been alive, or something like that. He's twenty fifth year in the twenty seventh <laughs> season in the NBA, refereeing it. And then Trey could not let it go. Oh my god! And Trey just kept running his mouth and chirping and talking shit and doing all the different things he was doing. The whole. I mean, he was a great free throw shooter. He's at the line. He's talking to Tony Powers over here to his left. Shoots it, makes it. Talks to him again. He's still upset about the conversation they had a minute ago and misses a second one. And I just. The only thing I have with Trey, and he's super confident. He's got a nice little swag to him. Yep. So much fun to watch. An all-starter, all-star this yep. year. So kudos to all that. It's a little much for me, the stuff that's going on with the referees and the chitter-chatter. See, I like, and you're right, he's the swagger. He's one of the best players in the NBA. He's our guy, right? Mm-hmm. I like a little chip on the shoulder. I like some barking <laughs> because, especially as, as a baseball fan, there is so much bad uh, just miss calls and and just the the officiating in baseball is so awful. I understand the competitive need to just bark at a ref, mm-hmm. but w- it, when it's affecting your game because you're doing it from the free throw line, that's yeah. untoward, man. I you can't have that. So that's the only thing that bothered me. So I'm kind of nitpicking, but it was it was fascinating. I got a great seat from my buddy Brett Washburn, uh, who's Brett. on my fantasy baseball camp down in Braves down in Northport, and also plays yeah. here locally with me on my men's um, oh, 45 and older league too. So. Uh, it was so you're good. 46. How long have you been playing in the 45 and older league? You can play. I've been playing like four or five years. You can play in it. You just can't pitch more than an inning if you're okay. under 45. And I, I wasn't much of a pitcher anyway. Uh, just quick math on that. But um, yes, yeah. So Hawks. I mean, like you said, they had a rough start, so they were still sub 500. But making a it, they, they did this last year when they made the deep playoff run. Right. Start, bad start, and then went on a tear, and you know made it all the way to the uh, Eastern Eastern, Eastern, Conference, Eastern finals. Conference Finals. Yeah. There we go. All right, now on to the Dimitrov thing. Let's talk about that. All right. So I had a couple thoughts. I thought it was a really good interview, and I just actually just as I before we started, I saw Domino and I told him I thought it was really good, and it's and you really could hear Chris especially. I think you could hear the fan in him talking mm-hmm. to to Thomas as as the guy who was frustrated with the lows of the team, and and to Thomas's credit, we did get to that Super Bowl, and we should have won that. We, so for those listening, Thomas Dimitrov was the Falcons' general manager. Yes. For 13 years, he had the highest of highs and what I would call the lowest of lows. Yes. With hits and misses throughout the course of his tenure, whether it was free agency, really bad draft picks, really great draft picks in Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, giving up too much when you go down to get Julio Jones, missing on offensive and defensive linemen consistently. Oh, and, and missing by such a large and, margin. And, and now it, it all comes full circle. And Thomas was nice enough to come to the studio with Nick and Chris. If you want to go listen to it, you can tap that app at 680thefan and go to the website at 680thefan.com and listen to the entirety, which is about 50 minutes, I yeah, think. Yeah, it's long. But it was great. And Chris Domino and, and Nick Chilini do a great job interviewing long-form yeah. interviews long like form that. Long-form interviews are hard to do, and they did it really well. And for Thomas Dimitrov to come in and be as candid as he was and thinking logically about what he did through his time here, fascinating interview, and, and uh, I would encourage everybody to go listen to it. Yeah, well, so my first takeaway... Uh, in terms of a what the hell could you possibly mean by that, was not a miss on the player, a miss on the person. I thought this was great. It, 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 yeah, you know what? Heads explode and you think about what he's talking about, but it made perfect sense. We watch guys play. Sure. Watch, think about 
watching Todd Gurley play at Georgia. Right. The the fierceness he ran with, the excitement he had coming out of the end zone yeah. when he scored a touchdown. Even in, in L.A. with the Rams, when he was there balling out, mm-hmm. when he came here, it felt like that passion for the game was gone. Uh-huh. He tore his knee up, and it was bothering him. His knee was bothering him. Uh, he's got orth- arthritic in there and everything else. Yep. But I just didn't see the passion for the for football. Right. Like you're supposed to have when you score a touchdown, when you have a big run, yes. when you do the jump up, celebrate, talk to your teammates, spike the football. He really got none of it out of him. So I bring that back to guys like Vic Beasley and um, Preya Jerry, Pray or Jerry, Ray Edwards, or I mean, they just so those guys are big, sexy animals, right? Right. Just big, six foot four, two hundred forty five right. pounds, uh, muscles everywhere. Rashid Hageman, God, six almighty. six three fifteen. Right. Rashid Hageman, and not fat either. Just no, built, but, but didn't have the passion for the game. They got they get worked with that guy. At Senior Bowl for like a week, for a full week, and couldn't decide whether or not he had the per- he wasn't the person or the personality you wanted. So that's a that's a failure by the coaching staff and Thomas Dimitrov by not really diving in deep enough, right, to figure out what these guys are all about. I now you can get fooled and bamboozled by anybody, sure, if they want to make that attempt, but for it to happen so consistently, right. And you know this might be a silly comparison, but I think it's kind of apt. Uh, the movie Draft Day with Kevin Costner. Okay, at the end of that he. He doesn't go with the quarterback, the you know the the young like Joe Burrow looking dude. Uh, he goes with Vontae Mack, who's this defensive pass rusher. And there's the the problem here or there they think, but what that player has and what he is the heart and passion, and that's the player he goes with. Because what he wouldn't pick is the the quarterback who none of his teammates would go to his birthday party, mm. right? So that's looking into right. you know to bring it back to Thomas. That's looking into who the player is and if who they are likely to. Yeah, how the, what they're bringing into the not just the X's and O's on the field, but yeah, the passion, the want yeah, to, the passion, the love for, for the game. For the, yeah, and so I think he missed that. I think they missed that on a handful of guys. Obviously, Vic Beasley, five, fifteen and a half sacks in our Super Bowl run in twenty sixteen, mm-hmm. but bookend it with three or four or five on either side. Maybe yeah, the one year he had Dwight Freeney playing with him and teaching yeah. him. Yeah, and he's a guy you had an option to do a fifth year option. So before the fourth season starts, you got to go. We, do we want this Ugh. guy to come back and do this? And we all knew, watching from the outside, going right. He doesn't really love football anymore. He was in a perfect storm when he had fifteen and a half sacks because we were beating everybody by right. double digit points, and he could pin his ears back and go kill the quarterback. Because everybody's passing the damn ball, right? And he just fizzles away because he doesn't love the game like you're supposed to. He doesn't put, want to put the time and effort in. When Dan Quinn stuck his neck out there for him and said, "Yeah, mm-hmm. let's bring him back. I'll be, I'll, he'll be my little pet project." Yeah, guy doesn't show up for minicamp. The guy doesn't show up for offseason training. Who knows what the hell he's doing? And the season comes around, and you're making a boatload of money, and you're not performing like you're supposed to. Because guess what? All those that time you're supposed to put in this offseason, it didn't happen. And now you don't have teammates and thing that wants you to be successful and coaching staffs are giving up on you and, and before you know it the passion's gone and you're a waste of space out there and and so to bring it back to the point to miss on the it wasn't a miss on the player it was a miss on the person it just it's mind-boggling that it could happen so many times and that only says that it's not the player or, or the person it's the person picking to me at least i was glad to hear him say uh, and i want your opinion on this too that it was absolutely a mistake to move on from todd mcclure when they did yes the f- better part about that comment was that he didn't do a good enough job talking to players inside the Matt building. Ryan. Matt Ryan, who's his quarterback. Right. And it set the organization back two or three years because yep. you cut Todd McClure too early. Now, Todd had a bad back that was aching, and, but he could get right. through. He played right. through a lot of pain. Todd wanted to play one more year, but they forced him out, and they didn't talk to Matt Ryan enough. 
in depth about what yep. the center's position is going to look like. They went the only pick you had, the first pick you had was a second rounder because you gave the one away for Julio, Julio Jones, and you pick a guy from Wisconsin named Peter Cons. Again, another miss on the, just, not the player, or the person, and it, yeah, he just supposed to be highly rated, one of the top centers in the draft. You take him, and you expect him to take over the reins. Playing center is hard in the NFL, and it sure as hell didn't work out for us and Matt Ryan, and that's why you see 13-14 and part of 15 where we are just god-awful. The next thing was that he admitted, basically, not in, in so many words, mm-hmm. that there were a couple, and I forget the exact instance that he was that he highlighted, but which player, but there were a couple instances of actually rewarding players. or reward, That's that's our guy, so we'll, we'll break him off here. Mm-hmm. Or just a couple of loose million here or there. And it, I think he was kind of admitting that, again, not so many, in so many words, and that it was a mistake, too. And it takes me back to the fact that he was, he came from the Patriots organization, yeah. and Arthur Blank's goal was to always be like the Patriots, just perennial competitive in in the division oh, season, in, yeah. and, and for the Super Bowl. And the, that is the least Patriots thing ever. They they don't care who you are. They'll break, all right, bye. You're, you know, we'll, yeah, they we'll cut guys. Guy. The, yeah. You cut them a year early and don't keep and don't keep them too long. Exactly, and, and that just and an, that was another thing I think of, of Thomas's um, regime that was chronically like the De- Devonte Freeman thing. Oh my God, he should have never been signed. I would have cut him so, the second after the Super Bowl. You don't cut him. Listen, I, I mean, I would have done. I, he missed the block in the Super Bowl. Like, well, not yes, he did, but not that. Just for this, for chirping up oh, the, uh, the week oh, yeah. of the Super Bowl, I need to get paid. That's like, right. Dude, F you. Our problem was we paid everybody, which is unfortunate. We paid, oh. made everybody at one point the highest at their position, whether it was Desmond Trufant or Devontae Freeman or Matt Ryan or Alex Mack or the list kind of goes on and on, and that's why we're in salary cap hell today Yes, because of those contracts you handed out to guys that were really good, really good. Devontae Freeman was really good mm-hmm. uh, for three years here as a Falcon, and um, and then you, then you paid for it. And we paid for, for a tire with no treads on it. That's right. On my end, I, for mm-hmm. me as the fan fan who experienced most of Thomas's regime while I was only a fan before I was working in sports here at uh, 6 a the fan was, you know, there were a lot of highs too. So I want to end on the positivity. And sure. kudos, absolutely kudos to Thomas for coming in here and doing an interview in person for that long, knowing that there were going to be hard questions, knowing there were going to be bullets thrown his way. That was awesome. He did great. We went to a Super Bowl. There were our, you know, Mike Smith. It took to Mike Smith to have our first consecutive to, winning seasons. Yeah, and, we got that with Matt Ryan and and um, Jake Matthews and Tom McClure and different guys you picked up along the way. In 2012, you built that thing up from 08 to 12, where you had five straight yeah. winning seasons. You had a chance to go back to go to the Super Bowl for yeah. the first time since '98 against the Niners, and stuff doesn't kind of go your way on the field. That was players. Roddy White slips and falls. Harry Douglas loses the ball in the lights. Matt gets hit and hurts his shoulder a little bit. So, um, and then you kind of fall off a cliff right there. But you built two different, same organization, two different times into Super Bowl quality yes. teams, which is kudos to Thomas Dimitrov uh, and what he did. Not only the first time around with those guys, but the second time in 2016 with Kyle Shanahan running the offense. And I could say you could even make an argument for Super Bowl quality in 2017 when they could have, should have. Second round of the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. beat the, the Eagles. I, they were at least competitive for it. So yeah. I want to end on that note. Um, I think, you know, just that something positive that kudos to Thomas for coming in here. And um, it ended, <laughs> as he quoted Rich McKay, it never ends well. That's right. Uh, so let's throw something else in here. I know you want to talk about this. This is not sports. Ozark. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's been big. Binge watching Netflix, Ozark. 
I can't think of a, sh- a show, any season of any show that ended more, oh my lord, than last season. Last the way, season. The way last season three ended. Somebody gets their head blown off. Oh my god. And it's insane. In uh, the, like the last second and just, oh. I didn't see it coming. It was really, it was unbelievable. So, Jason Bateman and Laura Linney are in this thing. They play Marty Bird and Wendy Bird. If you watch it, great. If not, then bear with me for two minutes. The and show it's filmed is here ex- locally, of course. Yeah, it's filmed at Lake Lanier and all over the place. Um, really entertaining. They trying to wash money for a drug lord. At one turn after another, whether it's people in the town they live in, the little town they live in, or people from out of the country, just absolutely all over them from the drug lord and washing money, and everything else. So it's just so well written. It's 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 drama well done with light, elements of comedy. Mm-hmm. It's so well acted. It is an awesome show. I mean, it is. Breaking Bad quality. It really is. It, it's up there. It's, it's freaking up there. good. And you said you were going to tell me your least favorite character. My least favorite character this year after watching one episode. Uh-huh. I've seen two or three now. Uh-huh. But the first episode, I wanted to... So Jonah Bird is a son of Marty and, oh my God. and Wendy Bird. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just so sick of that kid. He's on the shit list for he's, sure. Well, he's been through a lot. That's yeah, no, that. that's fair. He's watched his uh, uncle get murdered and killed and seen a lot of death in a, in a short time. And now he's pretty much... I'm not gonna give it all away, but he is not protecting the family like no, he should no, yeah. at all. Um, it's starting to become very annoying to me. I would have to agree with that. The competitive for me though is the uh, old lady rancher, the one who sells all the heroin. What's what's that character's uh, name? Darlene. Oh Snell. my god, she's Darlene a, again, beautifully acted and her character's well written. But oh man, that you, that's a character she, you're built to hate. She's already she's already off her husband. And uh, in the most recent episode I watched, she oh, shot like some the poor pr- limo driver for no reason at all. And then, uh, not to mention the preacher and his wife, oh. just to steal a baby. I mean, dear God. It is. And she's cougaring. She's cougaring. Uh, oh. <laughs> the Langmore um, kid. Yeah. Yeah, Wyatt Langmore. Wyatt Langmore. Wyatt right, right. Langmore is banging Darlene. Oh, my God. Who's 100 oh, years like, old. Oh. So <laughs> gross, dude. Give you the heebie-jeebies <laughs> for sure. Uh, but, I, yeah, if you... I know friends who've like gone back and watched Game of Thrones now. Like after years I'm thinking after about doing it, yeah. If you ha- oh, you haven't watched Game of Thrones? I've seen it, but I want to go back and do it again. Okay, you've done it. I mean, I'm, I know people who haven't watched it ever. Yeah. If you haven't watched Ozark, there's only three seasons. But yeah. Go watch it. It is freaking phenomenal on Netflix. And, and like I said, people talk about Breaking Bad being one of the best shows of all time. I don't, I'm not going to say this is Eclipse Breaking Bad. No. But it is really that good. quality. It it's is good. addictive and awesome, awesome, awesome. And J- Jason Bateman. Dude, he can run the gamut. Everything from like uh, horrible bosses, yeah, like dick joke humor to yeah. crummy funny movies to to this. Knucklehead. All right, well, um, nice. That's the Finn's Entertainment Review, I suppose. There you go. Um, Absolutely. Let's yeah. finish with the, the breaking news that literally broke right before we started recording this today, uh, Tuesday, February first. Uh, TB12 officially retires. TB12. So uh, Tom Brady officially retired. Adam Schefter had it early in the week, yeah. Sunday maybe or whatever it was. Brady and his agent kind of squashed it for a minute, said nothing's happening yet. I haven't heard from the horse's mouth. Right. Well, just today Brady posted this morning, uh, February 1st, 2022, that he is done with football. The competitive juices are no longer there. I don't think he has I doubt the, that energy, very much. the energy, That's I guess, it. to be as competitive as he wants to be is a better right. way to put it. So... Greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah. The comebacks, the plays, the the lucky bounces, the two-minute drills, the last-second heroics, the tuck rule, deflate gate, spy gate. I mean, the guy has seen it all in 22 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> years. He's special. He's annoying to me. Yep. But the amount of respect I have to have for a guy like that, for what he did in his career. Yeah. Guy looks better at 44 than he did at 22, body-wise, which is amazing. Um, and to do it in two different organizations – 
like the Patriots and now the Bucks the last couple of years was pretty special. So I don't want to take anything away from him because it's hard to. Seven Super right. Bowl rings, which is insane and sickening at the same time. Yep. For me, a guy that played 12 years, never got a chance to even walk on, onto a yeah. Super Bowl field. It's as special a, a career as I can remember for anybody ever. And yeah. to get a chance to play with Tom Brady, those guys that got a play, chance to watch him. I think the biggest thing to take away from his career was when he went to Tampa in his first year there and won a Super Bowl. And it really, they had players, they had a great defense, number one run defense in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had some really nice pieces in offense. Chris Godwin yep. and Antonio Brown got added late, and Gronkowski comes down, and Mike Evans. So Mike Evans. An offensive line that somehow figures out how to protect him perfectly. So it all came together. But what he did down there is change the entire culture of that organization and that team in a very, very short offseason in a short period well, of time. Well, and he proved, I think, and this is one of the, I think, ultimate points of his career is that he was able to do it again without Belichick. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I agree with everything you said. I mean, word for word, as a Falcons fan, it, you hate the guy. I think he's annoying. What I think about him personally isn't much, but you there, you can't take away from just an all-time storybook career to go from well, he was undrafted or drafted in the seventh round as basically yeah. unknown almost out of Michigan and to have that kind of career it's like he always from the word go had something to prove no no question and that's what drives you that's what drives athletes for yeah. sure and you want to survive and you want to drive and you want to and you want to win and you want to prove people right and prove a million people wrong 198 guys that didn't pick and I think the, in terms of the pantheon of athletes in the modern era, the only person I could think of that I would say is probably more competitive than him is Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, that's, how, that's how you last as a quarterback yep. 22 freaking seasons at the age 44, 45. It's, it's remarkable. He can focus on his family. He's got TB12, which you mentioned. He's got Brady Brand, so he's got yeah. a bunch of fire. A bunch of irons in the fire. Yep, just laying there waiting to get taken care of, and, and uh, he can put all his effort and energy into making a so, – boatload of money. I, I heard y'all talking about this on the locker room this morning um, on 6A The Fan, Monday through Friday, 6A to 10A, mm-hmm. um, that Peyton Manning, we knew it was over the second the Super Bowl's over. We knew, right? Yeah, and, this is uh, and Drew Brees, he announced the next day. What was the process like for you when, when you announced oh, that you were retiring? Because um, I know you went and had another tryout. Or had you a, were, so, so Thomas Dimitrov and Mike Smith bring me in in about this time 10 years ago. And um, I went into the office, and my agent said, I, I think they're probably going to release you and not, not resign you. I said, all right. So I go up there, drive up there, walk in the office. There's Mike Smith and Thomas Dimitrov in Smitty's office. And they sit down with me at his couch, and, and Dimitrov said, we're no, need, no need to beat around the bush. We just decided we're going to go in a different direction. We try to get a little bit younger and faster and bigger and stronger up at the receiver position. And right. uh, you're no longer in our plans. I said I was disappointed. I felt like I could play one more year. But in reality, I probably should have said thank you. You know, I'm going to go home and be with my family and friends. So I worked out. I stayed in shape. I had to work out in uh, San Francisco with the 49ers when Harbaugh was there in uh-huh. 2011. Didn't make that team. Didn't get picked up. And then finally retired. But it was a quiet, just called my agent, told him I'm done, and that was it. And I was part of me wishes I would have done something with the right. Falcons. Not that it matters, but it was nice to see Todd McClure, who played 14 years here in Atlanta, uh-huh. his whole career. And I played uh, 11 years, almost my whole career here in Atlanta. To get that recognition and be able to retire in front of a podium, in front of Falcon fans, and, and get some recognition there, but it's it's doesn't really matter. Six this way, half a dozen the other. I was I was it was time was up, but my retirement was quiet, um, and I just kind of went away, and and that was it. Well, I will say, as from an outsider point of view, or someone who's in your um, mm-hmm. orbit, yeah, um, they bring you back for a lot of things. 
You do do a lot oh, of stuff yeah. with them, whether it's fantasy camps or events at, at the dome. And yeah, community when, relations stuff. Yeah, charitable stuff. So does that? I mean, I know you're not calling them, going, "Hey, can I do this thing? Can I do that?" They call you, right? Mm-hmm. That I think has a shows a element of their no question. affinity and respect for Brian Finner and his brand, right? No question. The, the, the retirement thing was probably mostly on me for not reaching out to them and say, "Can right. I retire a Falcon?" Even though I had been out of football for a full year. So I didn't even think about it. Tell you the truth, it didn't cross my mind to do mm-hmm. something like that to make it about me. Um, although looking back on it, I, I kind of wish I did, but it doesn't matter. It had no bearing on my relationship with the t- with the players right. or with the organization. So we got we were left on happy terms. And like you said, I go back for stuff all the time, and they ask me to come back for different things. So it's it's a great relationship I have with the Atlanta Falcons. Yep. Well. Uh, I think then we will end on that note. I think it's very fitting. And, you know, now that no, there's no Brady in the division, I think next week we need to talk about what the NFC, NFC South. South looks like next year because mm. there's a <laughs> No Breeze, no Brady, no Sean Payton. Yep. So very, let's break it down next week. Um, but Tom Brady retires. Ozark is awesome. Hawks doing well. And uh, Thomas Dimitrov, thanks for your time here. I'll see you next week on FinCast, Fin. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to FinCast, brought to you by Scana Energy, the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons. FinCast is hosted by Brian Finneran, co-hosted and executive produced by Tyler Nelson. If you'd like to reach out to the show, email Tyler at tyler at 68 FinCast is hosted by 68 Fan on thepodcastpark.com and is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Opening and closing music by Atlanta band Gringo Star and their song, I Will Not Follow. Thanks for tuning in to FinCast. We'll see you next week.
A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.